no, 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 no. Please don't, no, no. What? Please don't do that. Uh, sorry. We don't, we don't use this. Yeah. We throw our trash in the pantry. So, so what is this? This is a show can? It indicates that we know how to throw things out. I love talking about this, so it's oh, it's, right. it's very easy to be enthusiastic about coming back. Oh, yeah. excellent. I was talking to Sam the other day. He's like, oh, I'm like almost done. I just binged last season. So I was like, oh, no, no, come no. on the I show. I binged the entire series. Oh. The entire cool. series? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. I started it uh, maybe like the first week of January. Oh, my God. Wow. That's awesome. You went I, through 10 or 9 seasons yeah wow. yeah oh my god like almost 20 years it's like 20 years i know that's not that's the the craziest part is that you watch <laughs> people age <Wow>. like <laughs> oh my god it's a good thing i haven't aged in 20 years exactly yeah <laughs> i was watching the clip where he wasn't allowed to use the doctor's phone like mm-hmm. he, he looked really young yeah. in that <laughs> He definitely, he definitely is like this is the oldest he's ever looked, and and I don't, I mean, like obviously he's the oldest he has ever been, right. but <laughs> but you know, like he really is like gotten into being an old Jewish guy, and it's fantastic. <laughs> keep this well, all in. Introduce the episode. Let's go. Yeah, let's just. I think we're already we're all warmed up. I think we're ready to go. So here we are. You're listening to League Podcast episode. Well. Sorry, Curbcast, Season 10, Episode 3, Artificial Fruit. I'm Matt Derson. Play Inferno. And with us, uh, again, our special guest, Sam First of Monsters Are Good and uh, of our logo and of uh, whatever that day job was that he said he had there. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I've already forgotten it. What was it again? Uh, Trick or Treat Studios. Trick or Treat Studios, of course. And you make Halloween uh, masks, masks, costumes, and collectibles. Awesome. Wow, that's a good, good job. So anyways, yeah, we're talking, we're going to talk about uh, Curb, Your Enthusiasm, episode uh, three of season 10, Our Fisher Fruit. Obviously, spoilers ahead. I have to start off before we do anything. I made a, I sort of pulled the Larry last week. Uh, I definitely did something that is very Larry David esque. I they showed a preview of this episode from last week, and I thought Laverne Cox was uh, I, I totally messed it up. I confused her with Leon's sister, right? Uh, from a I see. right, right. Yeah. So I've, and I and they only showed her for a second, and I just uh, but I pulled this kind of I, I feel bad. That I thought one black actor was another black actor. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel didn't bad about that. You messed that up. So I don't. Well, think it's I felt terrible. But, but obviously, Laverne Cox is a big part of this episode, and and it's also kind of a. I don't know. I feel like it almost fits in with the theme of this season. So, what have you thought? What do you think? Then, okay, Sam, as someone you just told us you binged. The entire series starting in twenty like in January sometime. So just this year. Yeah. What do you think? And you just you finish think? it, right? With this Yeah, episode. actually I, I I wrapped up season nine 
uh, last night and then this morning I rewatched the three episodes of this season. Wow. All right. How does it more prepared? Up? You're the most prepared for this show than anyone's <laughs> ever been. I know. Seriously, ever. I'm just ill prepared for life. But <laughs> I think this season is off to a, a, a fantastic start. Um, one of the things you really see as you're watching all these seasons over what we were talking was, you know, it's 20 years of television. It's 20 years of this guy just being unable to adapt to any social norm whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funnier when the social, because as the social norms themselves even change, he's like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like he's still such a, a uh, against the grain kind of individual. And it's, it's fascinating to watch him have to deal with these other kinds of social situations and, and uh, current problems of today. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it almost seems like the stuff he's dealing with now is, is even, I, I mean, I don't remember what the stuff he was dealing with 20 years ago, but it seemed a lot more, it was very light and, you know, it was kind of just like, Oh, he wants to buy a restaurant and the, you know, whatever. I guess this, this season is pretty, it's pretty deep. There's a lot going on with, I wouldn't say deep baby, but um, there's a lot of pressure on it now. I feel like, or, or something, you know, it's, it's crazy. This season just to me feels a lot different, not a lot different, but I don't know, like dealing with this kind of that, this me too stuff and whatever. It's very, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's deep water for Larry. Poor LD. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that this the subject matter that they're you know that they're poking at is definitely a much heavier, right? Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, before he was like, yeah, it's like, oh, inspire restaurant or you know what I mean or whatever, and it was kind of just like little things like that. Like there was a whole season about buying a restaurant, and and I guess the cook with Tourette's was kind of like the the heaviest thing in that season. But uh, now it's, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense with this He's actually getting sued. I don't know if that ever, I mean, it did with, did he get sued by the woman last season with the plant? Cause he didn't take good care of the house plant. Well, he goes on judge Judy, right? So it wasn't really officially sued, but he was on judge Judy. It was like a judge John Hodgman uh, situation. Yeah. Right. Right. He bought her house and he wasn't taking care of her plant. It's very Judge John Hodgman. All right, well let's 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 start this off right now. We'll get into this episode. I have, I definitely have some things to say about it, but um, uh, let's just start off with artificial fruit here. He's uh, he's first off, he's driving kind of a I don't know if it's a bad neighborhood, but there's a lot of graffiti and and stuff, and he's looking for this pastry chef from the Waldorf Astoria, which he stayed at a long time ago because they had the best scones. And uh, he wants to make better scones than Mocha Joe, obviously. <laughs> so he found this guy. We don't know how he found him, but this old chef. And he asked him if he's like, I haven't picked up a whisk in 20 years or whatever. I know. It was totally like, uh, you know, uh, one day back out of retirement. And uh, <laughs> they, pulled me, they pulled me back in. I haven't picked up a whisk. It was so funny. <laughs> And then that I, turns out that guy hates Mocha Joe too. 
Well, that's the I know that was a, that's my favorite line because he first of all he knows what a spike store is. When Larry says, "I want to open a spike store," <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, a spike store." And then when he tells him it's for Mocha Joe, he's like, "Oh, I, he's a nasty motherfucker." So, <laughs> so he agrees to make scones for Larry, and he makes a batch of scones, and Larry is like, "Oh yeah, these are the this is this is it. These are the scones." I don't know about you guys, but I have been hankering for a scone since watching this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, and even worse is that you can't find any place to actually get a good scone. Uh, so in that sense, I'm having a Larry David moment of of searching and searching for this perfect scone. I mean, it is funny. Yeah, there aren't too many scones around with all like the coffee shops and stuff around here now. It's all Cafe Nero and Starbucks around here now. And, uh, I think Cafe Nero has scones. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think they have those out by uh, where Sam is. Oh, really? Uh, no. I'm sorry. Sam Cafe Nero has taken over. Cafe Nero has just taken over every place around here now. It's crazy. But I don't know. Scones are tough to come by. You're right. Stacy hates them too, just like uh, when Lewis was com- complaining about them, saying you you get powdered, you got to vacuum after you eat them like that. She's like, why would I eat that? It's so hard and gross, you know. They're a pretty polarizing uh, dessert. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but I mean, it's funny to see Larry kind of nostalgic for something. Uh, you don't see that very often. He gets very, uh, you know, he's usually he doesn't really care about things like that. But he wants these scones from the Waldorf Astoria. And of course, and he's also, like complaining about like he's like the the tub was a little small. And I didn't like the temperature. <laughs> like the guy has nothing to do with the running of the hotel. He just made scones there. <laughs> well, it was the one thing that made the stay that got him out of bed and made him happy about the whole experience <laughs> now this is where i can relate to larry wholeheartedly where it's like there aren't a lot of things that make you happy but when they do they're worth you know seeking out further and you <laughs> will hold on to that forever <laughs> yeah it's true if yeah. it's really worth it you'll go that extra mile to find yeah i go to there's like certain there's like the cardulos in um in harvard square and i can barely like bite into the bread because it's uh it's so hard and my teeth are so messed up but i like yeah i'm like i'm treating myself i'm coming here and this is where i'm getting like an italian sub because it's like the best one in the city but i like <laughs> go way out of my way to get it i mean i and drive it, out and need them for bagels yeah see wow. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. serious if it's worth it you know we'll do it mm-hmm Oh, there you go. So that at least that part is working out for him. He's got his scones. All right. So next he's in his lawyer's office, back in the lawyer's office. Uh, they're, they're talking about a settlement. And it's not a settlement. It's not like a personal settlement. It's a settlement that Larry has to donate to this charity. He writes down the number. Larry says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, not has no... It's his only way to preserve his legacy, this Hulu deal. They mentioned the Hulu deal, which is kind of funny because Seinfeld did just sign a massive deal to be put on Hulu. Um, That was like the biggest thing Hulu had ever done or something, right? There was some kind of ridiculous uh, story about that. 
So Hulu paid a lot of money to get Seinfeld. Yeah, and then he got to use his own show to advertise it. Yeah, Perfect. how about that? <laughs> now we all know where to watch Seinfeld now. It's not on Netflix anymore. That's right, it's on Hulu. So, anyways, they're talking, you know, about this whole thing. He's got to give a speech. He's got to donate to this Survivors United charity, which is, you know, women who have been harassed and all that. Larry, in his, you know, because he's Larry, walks over to this bowl of fruit, grabs an apple, and starts chowing down. And the lawyer is, uh, he thinks he's not taking this seriously enough. He's like, you're blithely eating an apple. <laughs> He's like, how else should he eat an apple? <laughs> and this is one of my favorite lines of the lawyer says, well, my dad ate angry apples. It's like, you can eat angry. My dad ate angry apples. That's my favorite line of the, of the whole scene. Uh, and he's like, whoa, what's the difference? So anyways, he says, "By the, anyway, they're decorative. You're not supposed to eat them, which is also really weird. I mean, like, they're real decorative fruit. Um, but this kind of starts the theme of like the whole episode, I think, because first of all, he has fruit thing, and then Larry even points this out because he point he he says fine, fine, and he puts the half-eaten apple in the garbage can, which is not meant for garbage, or at least not meant for that kind of garbage. Well, can, for- I I need to go off on this for a second because I know all about this. My all dad right. had uh like this special trash can, just like that one, but it was like. It's kind of made out of cardboard, and it's like made out of like thick cardboard, and it had like a nice picture like on it, you know, before they made everything just out of plastic. So it was like a little trash can that was in in our um, in the basement, like where my dad had like his den all set up and everything. But we were never allowed to put food in that; only paper, only paper. Because we didn't want like pests to, like, or anything to rot in there, because it was just paper, like it was made right. out of cardboard. There wasn't well, a lining in it or anything like that. So uh, I was like, "Oh my god, it's just like my dad's trash can." <laughs> <laughs> well, that is something that comes up throughout the episode is whether or not there's a lining in it. Uh, yeah. Do you agree? I don't know. I, I agree. I guess you shouldn't be putting a rotting apple core yeah. just in that trash can. I this have to be avoid that. Back in the days before you put linings in small trash cans. This was, you know, <laughs> the 80s. Nobody had different sized trash bags. They were all 55 gallon trash bags. You know? <laughs> well, I, I have to agree with your dad because, yeah, if you threw an apple into his, his, no, you know, that would just eat away at his. At his trash. Oh, I mean, I agreed with the the concept, but as a little kid, I was not like a good kid, so I disobeyed (laughs) and got in trouble. All right. All the time. All the time. I see. What about you, Sam? Do you have a opinion on the? I mean, like (laughs) it's one of those situations where Larry's right, but this other guy is too. He's just going about it in entirely wrong way. Because let's be honest, like, you know, we've all been in an office where somebody's thrown something away, like relatively close to you and just like starts wafting at you throughout the day. And that's yeah. that's unpleasant. However, right. this is a big time lawyer guy who probably will have his trash emptied, you know, at the snap of his finger. So it's it, yeah, it's they a, probably have cleaning people like I have to make sure I don't stay too late here in the um, in the submarine that I'm in. 
right now because uh, last time I was here, like super late, the cleaners came in. <laughs> yeah, we don't unless they want to be on the podcast. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you don't want the smell of rotting fruit in your in your office. But he could very easily, I'm sure, either have it cleaned or even just walk out into the hallway and dump it into an actual. Like a different trash brown. Yes, but this is a man who also refuses to let anybody use his bathroom. Well, that's what Larry brings up. He's like, you've got a, you've got a, a bathroom you can't use. You've got fruit you can't eat, and a trash bin you can't throw <laughs> trash in. What's up with this office? Now, I don't even want to bring up recycling because this guy said that that is just for paper. But whatever. Well, if it was just paper in there, the cleaners would throw that in the recycling. Uh, would they? I always doubt. I have doubts about things like that. I don't even trust, I don't trust people. And I'm, I'm a big, <laughs> in general. Yeah, in general. But when it comes to recycling, I don't, cause I, I remember seeing it at my old job. I would go through great pains to make sure that the recycling went into the recycling bin and the trash went into the trash. And this guy would, I would see him come at the end of the night and just dump everything into one big thing. And I'd be like, God damn it. What? The? <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, it's it's the start of Larry's, you know, like in this episode, his sort of descent. But um, so next he's at uh, Jeff's house. He wants Jeff to try the scone. Jeff won't try it. Um, there's fake fruit there that actually looks real. So he, we're continuing the fruit thing. Um, and Susie does stop him. Susie tells him not to eat it. Right. Because it's it's fake, and meanwhile, there's a picture of the Larry, Cheryl, Jeff, and Susie, and uh, Larry is upset that there's a picture of Cheryl there. He's like, "That's hurtful. Take that down." <laughs> She's like, "No, it's a piece of our history. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Ooh, I have a question for our guest who just binged through everything. Um, yeah. I've been noticing this season with Susie. Susie and David, uh, Larry, uh, Susie and Larry, David like Larry? when they, when they, <laughs> David comma Larry. Yeah. Uh, I've been noticing when they, they're acting together, like, like Susie is not a very good actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She's, it's like, she, they barely make it through that whole scene. And I don't know if it was just cause they're improving it or whatever. But, like, even Larry is, like, uh, you know, it, it's very hurtful to me <laughs> that it's there. He's funny no matter how he delivers it. But right. uh, but the way that Susie's, like, kind of bouncing off of him is, like, a little weird. Like, did you see that in the other seasons, too? Um, there's definitely a handful of moments where uh, you can see them, like, you know, they're making each other laugh. And they're trying uh, it out, like right. It's probably th- those are the improv scenes, probably. Yeah. Well, they're almost all improv scenes. I mean, they don't have scripted dialogue necessarily, yeah. but yeah, I mean, they must take it three or four times and then decide which one, and then they sometimes they pick one where Susie looks like she's it, it, yeah, maybe or maybe yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like maybe right. sometimes they pick the first take, right? You, you know, and say that was the best one, even though it's like they were trying to figure out whatever the gag was. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I don't think they're too concerned about it. 
<laughs> no, not either. It's just funny. It, it adds a little bit to the charm of it, but there's definitely been a handful of moments over the history of the show where, particularly between Larry and and Susie, um, where the dynamic between them is like totally different. And it's it's funny because it's definitely seems like it's more of what their actual dynamic is in real life right, versus right, right. Susie and, and Larry on the show. They're friendly and close, but she still says, fuck you. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it seems like on the show, if they were real people, they would totally despise each other. But obviously, in real life, that's not true. And. I don't know. It's pretty funny. Like the way they act on each other, you think they, why would they ever go on vacation, have a picture taken? And she wants to, because she seems to hate Larry so much. And she's like, remember we used to have such good times together. Yeah, she does say that. It's true. I that is some... kind of a sad thing. I mean, like if you were in Larry's shoes, I think you, I, you know, if I were Larry, I'd be a little hurt too. I'd be like, oh, come on. Don't, don't do that. But then, like, Susie is also, she's got a point, you know. She misses the times that they all, t- she misses them all be her her and uh, Cheryl, him and Cheryl being together because they were, like, they did, like, grow up together, you know. Right. They've been through yeah, so much it. stuff together. Yeah, I mean, what I mean, what season did, did she leave him? Uh, I don't know, seven or eight, I think, somewhere around there. I think it was seven. Yeah seven because it's it's however long leon's been around too so right (laughs) and i think the next season is when they did the seinfeld reunion he was trying to get him her cast as george's ex-wife just so he could get her on the show like yes i think that was season eight then they did season nine when you know so I guess it is. Season, I don't know. She started dating. It, it may have even. It may have been even earlier on. It may have been even earlier. Now they think of it, you're right because he's been. I feel like he's been dating for like a while. Yeah. I don't know. First first date out of the gate, it was Lucy Lawless. Oh my god! Wow. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next, he's at cousin Andy's house. We get a cousin Andy sighting. He's so funny. He hates the scone. He just he won't even eat it. He like spits it out, right? I, I that's, like, yeah, it's also like what Stacy would do if she had a scone. She'd be like, "Oh, what is this? I thought it was a muffin." She'd be like, "Oh, it's gross." Like, ah, oh, what is? It's terrible. Fancy muffin. It's all yeah, hard. Just, side note, and I'm sorry to backtrack a little bit, but no, the, go ahead. the whole thing, the whole thing with the photo, you know, I mean, oh, yeah. it it all is tying in, which is very weirdly done, but um, just because of. The, the the roles that they're setting up with this but you know talking about the monument uh and our history and all this stuff obviously is tying into the confederate statues oh, and right. things like that to go along yeah with oh i caught that stuff. like for a second and then i completely forgot about that yeah ted dancin in the lead ted dancin is in yeah is in this general <laughs> yeah, is, movie and he mentions yeah like you know confederate statue later on it's yeah. very, very interesting. So uh, Andy also wants to know where Larry got his sweater. Larry says, oh, Cheryl gave it to me. And so that's another like sort of Cheryl reference. Like, oh, he doesn't, you know, he's like, I don't even know, you know, why I'm wearing it. But um, the crux of the scene is his wife works for the charity that he's donating the money to. 
for you know in in the name of his lawsuit i and guess she or, thinks it's all like because he's good-hearted and he's like yeah that's part of the reason why i'm doing it <laughs> yeah oh yeah no i know yeah yeah sure and so involved, so I thought, yeah, it would be a nice thing. Right. I mean, obviously, he's not going to tell her, well, I had to because this woman is suing me. He's, But, you know, he's still making himself look as good as possible. Yep. Perfect. I'd probably do the same thing, <laughs> to be honest. I probably would. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm doing it for you. And because I feel very good about the cause. So she asked him for a, a celebrity doodle to auction off. Um, and he's, he's a little self, I'm knowing Larry, obviously he's self-conscious about the doodle and she's like, oh, it's nothing. It's a doodle. Obviously, you know, if you've ever watched the show that this is going to be a problem, but it's still, (laughs) (laughs) it's so pretty funny. I mean, like I, you, it's, yeah, it's so weird. You know that like he's, you know, uh, he's going to doodle and she's going to think it stinks. But like, I didn't know how much it was going to blow up in his face. But yeah, so he's like, what kind of a doodle? And she's like, yeah, it's just nothing. It's just a doodle. Don't worry about it. And we auctioned it off for charity. It's nice. And he's like, okay, whatever. And now he wants to throw some, he wants to throw the scone in the trash. And again, he is chastised because that is not, that's not actually a garbage can. Yeah. It, it indicates that we like to throw things, that we know how to throw right. things away or something. Yeah, it's a show can. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show can. And then it goes in the pantry, you know. Yeah, but it's a regular garbage can that anyone would, have, you know, and it's, but there's no lining in it, which is it's another thing. It's a kitchen one with the, with the thing with you do with your foot, which we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that too. No, but you, you, you throw it in the pantry. That's what yeah, this is. But you throw it in the pantry. So now I'm curious if you guys thought of this too, but you know, they finally addressed his cousin being around uh as much, which was they're like, oh, you know, welcome to the West Coast, all this stuff. Do you think that they're bringing him in to sort of fill the Funkhauser? Yeah, they did mention Funkhauser. Yeah, they said Twice. he was in India or China or something. He says in China. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I mean honestly, like it's a nicer way than than just actually killing him off on the show, you know. Right. Right. So it's kind of surprising, though. Not that they, not. I don't know. Sometimes I thought they would have a funny way to write him out, like even just a one line. But you know what? Maybe it's nicer this way. I mean, it is nicer this way. <laughs> um. So, but I. But I'm just thinking that they probably had roles for him all lined up yeah we're gonna probably play out more with um with his cousin now yeah you're probably right they just insert cousin andy in the funkhauser role uh that's a and his a wife cassie lot. named after that's right daughter. yep uh and i like how she's like I mean, she's not she's not really my type, but Andy's like with this with this lady Cassie, and then she's <laughs> like when when Andy has a sweater on later, she's like, "Oh, you look sexy in it." I and know. I was it's like, kind of I was like this this is not a match that was made. Yeah, in this real is life, a, this, this is a TV fiction. match. This is fiction. All right. So uh, the next scene is. Uh... Oh, the Lewis. He's in Lewis. He's trying to get Lewis to eat the scone. He first of all, he, he stops by. Lewis doesn't like the stopping by. He, he doesn't like surprises. 
Doesn't that look like Larry's old apartment? Yeah, I, I was house? thinking that too. It kind of. Yeah. We've definitely seen that house before. I mean, the upscale California houses all really. I think all like, like any, all of Larry's houses looked very similar on the inside. They were the only one that was weird was the um the first season. Maybe the, the first, first episode, season, like, like when, they, when they got they got a beach house tent. for a minute and they had like the weird house noises. Right. <laughs> but Pants yeah, right. doesn't look like anything looks- else. Doesn't look like any other. They never went back to that house that they filmed that first episode in. Well, I mean, yeah, that was the whole first episode was kind of a whole different thing. I don't. I guess this New York apartment looked different. Uh, but, yeah, uh, true. That's true. But yeah, you're right. This does look exactly like it looks like everybody's house. They're all, you're right. They all look the same. Because it all, also looks like where him and uh, and Seinfeld are talking about uh, respecting wood or whatever. Like that uh, they're talking about yeah. When you say having said that, yeah, having uh, having said yeah, that, yeah. um, so they have like kind of a funny exchange about, and he's like, "What are you a fucking old Jew or something like that?" I forget, like, because he, he's because he's all like, "Oh, I don't like surprises." Uh. So he doesn't want to eat the scone for the same reasons that Stacy says, uh, "Yeah, they they turn to dust, they fall apart. You got to vacuum up." He ends up giving Lewis the sweater. He doesn't want it anymore. Yeah. Too many memories. And he's all downtrodden. And the same thing, I think maybe, uh, well, Cheryl Hines directed that episode. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, and and it was very much like there was a lot of like sort of physical comedy, like Buster Keaton style stuff, I think kind of on purpose. And the dynamic I was talking about Susie and Larry before, too, and that that uh, slightly awkward improv kind of thing, that was happening with Lewis, too. <laughs> But well, they, yeah, they have a big so fight perfect. about yeah. who's gonna pay. He's like, I'm. So, I've just absolutely had it. Like, who's gonna you pay? <laughs> He's like, I got my own bread. I could treat you for sometimes. Yeah, this is another reference that we were talking about last week or last couple weeks. Larry, you know, Larry has a lot of money, so this is kind of like a another reference to it that he 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 wants to pay for Lewis, and Lewis is, hey, I got money. And this is continuing the feud from last season about showing up on time. <laughs> He's going out to. That's right. They're showing up like hours early to go out to lunch because Lewis wants to get there first. He wants the good seat. That's right. Last last season he wanted the good seat. Now he wants to get there early to give the waiter his credit card as soon as he sits down. And even wow. the waiter was like, "Oh, he usually yes, Mister Lewis. He usually comes very very early to give us the card." <laughs> I burst out when he comes creeping into the wake the <laughs> last episode know. the second i saw him i mean i cackled because it was just these two assholes <laughs> are, I know. Well, they both are so the same idea ridiculous yeah siento. Siento. Well, yeah first yeah he goes to the restaurant to try to give the them his credit card and he says no I, i'm sorry mr david we can't do that uh, I didn't know, like, it was hard, and I know, like, this is part of the joke, but, like, the Spanish accents and everything, and it was kind of funny, but it got a little much, but, yeah, like, when they're kind of like, you know, like, it's kind of weird, but anyways, yeah, they they go to the funeral, because the waiter's like, well, I'll give Francesco, the waiter, Larry says, I'll give Francesco, the waiter, my card, he'll take care, he's like, well, 
he's he's at the you know his aunt passed away or whatever so larry and lewis both show up at the wake to give the guy his car they end up tussling under the under the coffin like (laughs) it's kind of kind of weird but um uh, the next they're scene, always I, disrupting funerals and stuff. Yeah, they're always yeah. So the next scene is when we find out that Ted Danson is Robert E. Lee. It's a big movie. They there's a big standee up in the theater. This scene seems like it was kind of thrown in. I actually have to admit. Uh, but Larry gets really mad just at seeing Ted. He takes like a one of those uh, like as it gets like. The ushers separate the things at the movie theater, and he, he starts smashing the, you know, with those stanchions or whatever. He starts smashing the Robert E. Lee poster, and he bangs Jeff in the mouth with it and causes him to bite his tongue, which obviously comes up later. <laughs> I like I, how it's like is it is it like referencing uh, Daniel Day Lewis as Lincoln, so they like give him like a big huge beard, and he's Robert E. Lee, and it's like. Why would anyone make a movie about fucking Robert E. Lee? <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I love pretty awesome. I foresee this coming, you know, playing in, in Larry's favor later on at some point. You know, he's going to use the whole we can't be glorifying, you know, the Confederacy, you know, to his advantage to essentially yeah. take dancing down. I do right. have it's to part say of our that, heritage, like with the thing with yeah. Cheryl's picture. I do have to say that I'm extraordinarily bothered by the quality of the uh, the Robert E. Lee photo that they used for the cutout. It was so bunk. Like, it didn't look, you know what I mean? It looked like somebody took the picture on their iPhone and blew it up. It was, I was, that, that, that took me out of it for a minute, but, you know. I was yeah. thinking that they they went to the trouble of, along those same lines, it, it might be the, it might be the photo quality but along the same lines they went to the trouble to shoot that little scene but i also was thinking like the uh the titles and the the graphic design of that stand-up and everything just wasn't like it wasn't like movie quality if they put like a little bit more effort into all that it would have made it like 10 times better yeah it was pretty but when he they showed the clip of the movie that was that was great thought that was great I, I definitely so like I mean on the the subject of Mr. Ted Danson and Cheryl, I I really find it a little it's a little weird because it's a little out of character for Larry, like uh mostly because I feel like we did have so many seasons where he really like wasn't longing for Cheryl. Do you know what right. I mean? He like, was taking yeah. advantage of her. Yeah, he like made made a go of it with the Seinfeld thing and then it didn't work out. And then he just kind of went about it and like, you know, remained like relatively friendly, but didn't, you know, yeah, he wasn't weird. He wasn't weird about it. And this, he's being a little, he's extraordinarily like, uh, bitter that she cut it off and doesn't want, and is like dating dancing. Like now he's like, he's playing this, uh, jilted lover kind of role, and it's 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 an yeah, yeah, odd yeah. one, but uh, it's it's playing out pretty funny. I just am curious yeah. to see where this goes. Well, I I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's 
advocate a bit here and say, are they more upset? Is he more upset that Cheryl is not, doesn't want to be with him or that Ted Danson, his supposed friend is dating his ex-wife. I think she brings up a lot, right? He does bring it up. Like what a bad friend he is for wanting to date his ex-wife. It's just, it's, I, I know. Oh, yeah. No bros before a hose there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that's but, definitely a part of it, but yeah, yeah, it does seem a little weird. Cause he, you know, he dates around a lot for a guy. Who is... I, I also think that <laughs> the, um, the, his friendship with Ted Danson has always been really like loose. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Like they, they're, they're not like great friends. They're, they are like, they're not, it's not Lewis. It's not Funkhauser. It's not Jeff. Like Danson has always been kind of this dude who everybody seems to know and they're all friendly, but like, it's not like he doesn't go golfing with them. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. not, He's not in, on that same circle. And what happened to Mary Steenburgen in the show? I don't know. Uh, well, so D- Ted Danson and her got divorced. Mm. And when Danson asks Larry if he can date Cheryl. Oh, that was all last year. He, yeah, last he he goes, he goes, you know, well, what if I ask Mary? Out? Oh, right. Yeah. And he laughs and and is like, yeah, OK. And then, so Larry calls her, and she's like, "You're just not my type physically." <laughs> and then, and and then later, Larry sees her go uh, out on a date with a guy that's who right, looks just right, like him. That's right. that's I do remember right. that. Yes, that's right. Oh, well, thank you for that update from the. Uh, re- yeah. You're like the curb uh, Wikipedia page because you I just am saw right now yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's perfect. It's all fresh. <laughs> I have I have rotted my being. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. So in the next scene, Leon is there. They're talking about, uh, I, I don't even remember what they're on, but like they're on all kinds of topics. I guess the scones, they're talking about the scones. Uh, Leon brings up the fact that he likes milk and Mountain Dew together, uh-huh. which is, I can't think of a more disgusting combination. I would drink that. Oh, really? All right. I mean, I wouldn't like, I would drink it to try it. I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be my new thing. I mean, I'm definitely curious. I am definitely curious. Because right. I, I would always put, you know, I've had brown cows and milk and root beer, milk and Pepsi. I would try to Mountain Dew. All right. Hey, maybe you're right. Maybe you got something here. Uh, he, ha- he also hates Larry's doodle. Larry's doing his doodle now. It's a very weird, like, number two uh, sort of Right, I mean that's kind of what it looked like to me. Maybe it's like a Rorschach test, but I saw like a number two. I saw right? number two as well. Okay, all right, good. Uh, Leon says Kathy saw number two, too. Yeah, it. Yeah, it is a number. It does look like a number two according to uh, Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Leon's about to eat a, the artificial. Leon eats the artificial fruit, chips his tooth. And he's all mad at Larry, and he's like, "Why did you tell me?" But also, he's like, "People put decorative fruit in the living room, not like in the kitchen on the table." And Larry right. kind of goes, "Oh, you can well, see so, him kind of go, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So the decorative, 
he he ordered the decorative fruit that he saw in Jeff's house because he thought it looked so real that he wanted it. And now Leon has tried to eat it and chipped his teeth. So it's uh, which is again just just leads on to later on, of course. Wait, do you remember I texted you yesterday, Durson, and I said my dad just ate escargot. That's, That's right. A, he was like saying like the uh you know, you, you white people eat like a lot of weird stuff and Yeah, he's right. He did say this. He's like you people he's like, he's like you he's like by you people you mean white people. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And my dad was like, Do you want one? I was like, No. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have anything to prove to anybody. Yeah, I've had one. Oh really? Oh, I've right. eaten them before, but I'm not gonna I don't need to taste one. <laughs> it's not like a piece of chocolate cake it's like a fucking snail yeah alright so in the next scene is the uh, the lunch with Lewis uh, we don't know who got there first I guess do we I don't think we do but yeah, uh, Larry's upset yeah Larry's ups- I guess we can assume Lewis did yeah because he Larry's upset there's no toast with his eggs very, which I understand. Oh, yeah. Eat eggs without toast. You gotta have like something. Um, that was a very George kind of thing. <laughs> you know? Well, well but that George that, was. That means very... it's a very Larry thing. Right. Yeah, but I can see that them have do- done that exact same joke in Seinfeld. I would be surprised if they did. You know what I mean? It's like old school. Like, Maybe. Can't yeah. have eggs without toast. I mean, one of the big things is Lewis is wearing the sweater that Larry just gave him <laughs> that he said it bothered him. He, he gave it to him because he didn't want it because Cheryl gave it to him. Uh, and Lewis is wearing it, which makes it even more. He's like, well, what's the difference? It's mine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Lewis pays for the meal. And he tips very well. Didn't they say that? Uh, that was that was part of the thing too. Oh yeah, he's oh, like, oh, oh, again, again. Thank you so much, Mister Lewis. A very generous yeah. tip. <laughs> Just yeah. pissing Larry off. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Lewis make he he points out that it's a very generous tip. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Lewis makes sure that it's noted. Yeah, he's like, oh, and there's a very generous tip in there. And, and then he goes, as always. <laughs> So that is kind of a. And he's like, God bless Francesco and his, and his aunt, and oh, God bless him, as always, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Larry, we move on. Larry's giving, he has to give his speech. And he's Laverne, as I mentioned, Laverne Cox from Orange is a New Black, um, who is, of course, a, trans, a transgender actor. Uh, he asks her to introduce him as a renaissance man. That he knows and, six uh, languages. Right, knows six languages. That was in the trailer. Yeah, this is in the trailer. It's just, you know, Laverne says, do you want me to impress them with lies? And he says, how else do you impress people? But then he also kind of, you know, he sticks his foot in it a little bit, you know, his foot in his mouth a little bit with kind of like, a, he says, a, he asks about... Well, we, a, we should also note that, you know, he went to go uh, shake hands and hug her, of but course. she turns him away because she has a cold, and he's very appreciative of this. That's right. Yeah, he makes a big thing. He's like, you know, some people don't even care. They just 
So yeah, he brought scones and put them out on the on the tray, which is something a very small thing that comes up later. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, don't, oh, don't no hug and kiss hello because I have a cold. But then he he does step in a little bit, yeah, because he he says he's an organ donor on his license, but if could he donate a, his penis to a, someone who wanted to transition, like <laughs> to be. <laughs> Laverne's like, uh, okay, I've had enough yeah. of these. Like, Laverne's, yeah, that's jokes right. that like a, a fifth grader would ask. <laughs> but Larry is actually, I think he wants to know. I think he, I think feels he like, wants to know too, but I think you know, he legitimately not thinks having it. Be okay. No, I know, but he, he's not saying it to be derogatory. I don't think he's no. saying it because he he's legitimately curious. Which yeah, I, I think this is one of those things about Larry David that. It, is both commendable and obviously condemnable. You know, he 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 uh, he says what people want to know. He he, he absolutely has no inhibitions to ask these stupid fucking questions <laughs> that that like no person in their right mind would ever ask a trans individual. Right, but it's like legitimately like it comes from a place of good. He means well with it. He's actually curious because he wants to know because he is like, obviously like he wants a better understanding of it all. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just, you know, right. It's wholly inappropriate to ask this question, but yeah, he really wants to know. And since he has no filter, you're right. That's exactly why he just asked. No filter, Larry. But, like, I think in his mind, if there was a person who wanted to transition, like, you know, he thinks it's like, yeah, donating a kidney. It's like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'll help him out. But anyways, yeah. that's the end of that conversation. So <laughs> Andy comes in backstage and he's wearing the sweat, uh, uh, the same sweater, which he already told Larry he really likes. And, yeah, as you pointed out, Clay's. His wife Cassie's there, and she's like, "Oh, he looks sexy." And he, Larry's telling him, "Take it off; it, it bothers me." And she says, "Well, you know what bothers me? This doodle." <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks. Now, Larry says it's a doodle. It's it's not supposed to be good. I'm with I him one hundred percent here. Yeah, that- she's she's kind of a bitch. In this scene like she is she really gives it to him i don't know if this is overacting or we're just supposed to believe that this character is just a not nice person or maybe just andy and, and funkhauser are, are have swapped places and that's like his his girlfriend from last season that said that no filter larry <laughs> you know like maybe they're just like that's you now maybe yeah well i mean she wasn't a particularly pleasant individual last season either she was very presumptuous and kind of shitty you know larry does the whole you know this is this is the same one that larry offered uh to pay for their daughter's school for her college and the come the return from that is that uh he they ask him to pay for uh for her to go to beauty school and he's like, yeah. absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Are you out of your fucking mind? You know, 
And they were like, well, we just thought it would be a good gesture. And he's like, no, the gesture was that I offered to pay for your daughter's college. And they're like, well, you don't even know if she's going to want to go to college. So then it becomes <laughs> this whole other level of horrible individuals. Um, yeah. So, so they're not, they're not nice people anyways. Yeah. 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 They're a little presumptuous, but she's really like just nasty in this scene. Like she really, she says this doodle, it sucks. She can't sell it. And you know, whatever. And he's, and he's like, like it's what? abstract. It could be a colon. <laughs> She's right. Like, it looks like it's abstract inside of something you well, find inside of a colon. It's yeah. a feature chat, Larry. <laughs> and that she, had me rolling. That was a, my favorite line of the episode. <laughs> well, I like the next. Well, she even mentions Christine Lottie took the time because it becomes about the time that he spent on it. And he said, I spent zero time on it. Like, like zero effort. I think more than more than time. It was effort. I put zero effort into it because it's a doodle. I put the same amount of effort I would have put in it if I was talking on the phone and like, you know, doodling. But you know, I guess different interpretations of doodle, but yeah, Cassie even mentions that Christine Lati made a nice doodle, who I guess I've never watched Evil or any of her shows, but um No boy, I her sh- that is. Yeah, here she is. That's that's who she is. So this woman in the next scene, he sees her, the woman that Cassie mentioned. Her doodle is amazing. It's like it's really nice. It's like watercolor. It's art. I mean, I'm not an artist, but it's better than it's better than I can do. No, they're they're and I mean that's that's what he later goes on to say. I mean, they're all these. They're more like you know artist studies than doodles. (laughs) Doodle is not the word that I would use for them, right? Yeah, and for and and even even as somebody who does draw, like you know, this is something that I I can relate to on Larry's side, where it's just like it's an uncomfortable spot to be put into when somebody tells you to do something like that, and you just like you start getting very self conscious, anyways. Hmm. Yeah, because they like they know you can do it. I guess in your case. Like they, I know you're capable of. So can you draw me something? But yeah, in his case, he was told in his mind he did exactly what he was told to do. Give me a doodle, and he didn't. I'm sure he never expected Larry, the character, in his in a million years that he would get chastised over the amount of effort he put into <laughs> his doodle. Yeah, because he was all proud about his speech. That's what he was there for. He didn't care about the doodle. That's right. He was really happy. He was really happy about his speech. And the, but then it's funny because in the next scene, it kind of becomes about white male privilege, because she tells him that he doesn't feel he needs to put enough effort into it because right. he's a. Yeah. That's exactly the problem, Larry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's which is so weird, like that she jumped to that conclusion. But I think that's, I don't know. Sometimes that's a. That's the thing. But uh, yeah, it's like, oh, you don't feel like you need to put the effort in. Is that it? Which, whatever. I don't know. But it is very, it's it's pretty funny. Like, literally, yeah, all the other ones on the wall look really nice. And not even saying, that, I mean, his is just, she asked him for a doodle. I mean, I if, if someone asked me if I was a celebrity and someone said, oh, how about a, cele- you know, a charity doodle? I would not, I don't know. Like, mine wouldn't be any good. <laughs> well, now, well, now I need to ask you. You said you said that he was happy about his speech. Like my my interpretation of all of this was that he didn't want to do that either. 
No, yeah, I don't but, think he wanted to do yeah. it, but I think he was happy with what he wrote. I, he didn't want to. And do then it. he was going to get the attention and go on stage and stuff like you know. I like, yeah, I don't think he wanted to be do. there, but I think he was. I think he thought he had written a good. I thought there was a line in there where he said he thought he had written a great speech. Maybe uh, I don't know. But his speech is next. Um, of course, he never gets to give it. <laughs> he gets up there. He's introduced by Laverne Cox. He, you know, he goes, joins her on the stage. He, they're all clapping. And he's all like, oh, no, no, you're the heroes or whatever. She goes to like, hug him or kiss him. Hello or whatever. And he recoils. In, because, in front of everyone. Because he, she has a cold. And now they hate him and throw shit at him. And I don't know. Were they throwing scones? Were they throwing fruit? I don't I think remember. They were throwing scones. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that until now, but yeah, they were probably throwing the scones and putting out on the table. I was just looking at the complete ridiculous of it all. It's a, you know, the very well, one of the last scenes. It's just I was like, oh, they're really just going for it here. Like, I feel like that was Cheryl's influence. I mean, I know Larry's like the showrunner, but I feel like as a director, she like put some stuff in there that was just gonna be. Nice little, little things when you come across them. You mean like sort of physical comedy of? Yeah, the the physical comedy is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, even like when he's trying to take the the sweater off of Lewis in the in the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they get really into it in a in a few minutes. So first of all, he's back in his lawyer's office. Now he has to give Alice real money, more money. Not just donate to the charity and give a speech. Now he has to actually pay her off. He, the lawyer writes down another number. He's like, you're writing down again? And he shows him the number. He says, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so again, he has to write down a, like, he has to, um, but he buy his legacy is what the lawyer says. Larry's all mad. He goes to grab another apple. He bites into it and it's fake. And he chips his tooth. <laughs> Uh-huh. so and he's like what are you doing and he's like well you know i thought i thought about it and i decided you were right if i'm gonna have fruit that's not for eating i'll just get artificial fruit so but uh, he is but he also offered it to david he asked him if oh he that's right that, you're that right was where this was and he so do you expect him to take an actual bite yeah, or did he? For I don't know. Reason. Like, what a weird, what he a was weird. Like, Go ahead. And yeah. I think he meant to stop him or that. Larry, he, I think he thought that he would realize it after he picked it up. Right. Yeah, he that's what he said. Yeah. He, said, he says that he, he, you couldn't feel that it was fake. Because <laughs> there was also another really awkward uh, moment when he says Larry wants to meet with uh, the the other lawyer, his assistant's lawyer, because he says black women really like me. Uh, anyways so then larry gets a call there's some suspicious activity on his credit card which he gave to the the host right at the restaurant uh they go to the now they go to the funeral this is part where it gets a little weird for me i have to say i did not love this scene this was a little bit much 
even for Larry and myself. And <laughs> so Jeff, Leon, and Larry, they just happen to run into Jeff and they say, Come on, we're going for a ride. So they go to the funeral, which Larry sees all the stuff there now that he has paid for flowers and catering and everything. So he start they start eating it. <laughs> Yeah, because pretty- kind of like the the original waiter was kind of offended by what Larry did, so I think he used his credit card and and Larry's right the call from the credit card company. He's like, I'm going to go down there. So yeah, right. But I mean, he says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I are we have the same credit card. I must have accidentally given them the wrong number." And Larry doesn't believe it. And of course, because he's got a chipped tooth, he can't talk, and like they think that he's making fun of his accent, all these Spanish people. Yeah, because it's a, a special accent that you stresses the THs in, in Spain. In Span, a Spanish accent where you go TH. Where so. Z's, Z's are TH, right? Yeah, yes. So they, this is the part that gets a little over too over the top for me. I don't know, but they actually throw them in the garbage. Oh, which I love I, that. I get it. There's different garbage cans. And I thought it was a little... A little yeah, They're like like literally upside 1920s down. 1920s comedy. Slapstick. Yeah. Oh, I mean, upside they, down. They, I loved it. I, I'm, I'm here for that. Oh, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was absolutely hysterical. I, I, I mean, the second they got into the party and they, like, were acting, like, over the top and a little hyperactive and kind oh, of... <laughs> they, they, <laughs> you know, it w- immediately read to me as a Three Stooges esque, you know, escapade. And of and course, it wasn't it actually, toast with the eggs there either. That's right. That's I did. I did like that. There was eggs with no toast there too. But I but don't know. I, I, it, I guess you're it, right. the entire thing ended with with another, uh, w- with an actual you know Three Stooges little m- musical number. So it was. It was kind of this. I don't know. It was such. It was so odd, but it at the same time, it I thought it was kind of wonderful. <laughs> it just seemed a little out of character for this show. I Maybe thought I'm that wrong. if anything, you know, like speaking as a white guy, I, I thought that that was, you know, and there's like they're making fun of us, and it, it's always, it's definitely like it's. It's curb your enthusiasm, so it's pushing the boundaries, and they're commenting on racism. They're not being racist, but that was like a line that I thought they were getting like a little too close to with the making fun of the accent, which they weren't. But I just thought it was a little too close to that. But hey, I could be I could be wrong. No, I was I just mean, like I'm a little sensitive know. to this part, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it was. I don't think anybody would have been offended necessarily by it, but I just, I almost thought it was a little lowbrow. It was. I mean, it was. It was a little stupid, and I mean, that was kind of why it worked more than anything. Is that it was so dumb that these three idiots all (laughs) are now speaking with like a speech impediment. Yeah, because of some other, you know, because of any other various, you know, reason. But it was just like. It was it was so weird. I mean, there's been like one or two other. 
moments in in Curb Your Enthusiasm history where I know they've done this like sort of weird, out of left field um, kind of kind of moment like this, and I, yeah. I can't put my finger on it right now, but I mean I know that they've done it. Yeah, well, it's similar. I remember when Kramer got punched in the mouth, and then he they thought that he was disabled. You know, like they thought that he was. Oh, had, no, like, a, oh, oh yeah. to the dentist, and he was wearing. The, yeah, he was wearing the shoes. The, the shoes, yeah. The, yeah. They thought that he was yeah. like mentally challenged, and Mel Torme was. You know, he was singing the song with Mel Torme and everything, and so it's kind of similar to that. But I don't know that was played off even more like weird because I mean they they're almost seen as making fun of people who are mentally challenged, which again, like you said, they're not clay, but right. it's, I don't know. It's, yeah, I guess it's not necessarily out of character. You're right. Because they have done stuff like this before, although I can't remember either, but I know they've done it. I don't know. I just, I just know that they've done like these other kind of weird, uh, homage moments where it's like, this is totally like watching a different show. Yeah. You know, and that's what I felt this whole sequence was, but I didn't mind it because equally as much it's like these three idiots totally would be in this situation as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like kind of like almost like three amigos or, or something because and he does have they keep playing like the spaghetti western cowboy stuff when they talk about Mo- Mocha Joe. And then, you know, he's got like these these guys uh, all coming after him and like they're all backing up like no Los Santo, Los Santo before they get dumped in the trash can so you know Larry has no problem paying for all that stuff he just wanted a plate but he wanted to toast his eggs he's like look at all the stuff I pay for let's eat it well yeah it's kind of just the principle it's not the money obviously yeah but uh, I don't know I just I, I guess you're right it is very Three Stooges which I think uh, that did that is a nice callback even to them with the music and everything. But yeah, like it was just so odd maybe for this show to literally see them upside down, like their feet sticking out of the top of the garbage cans, which is kind of, uh, but you know, like you said, it, it's not the first time that something completely out of the ordinary has happened. We've seen him dangle from that woman's like stomach, you know, like, you know, <laughs> right. and I, I didn't have a problem with that. So and I, I want to see if Cheryl directs another episode this season. We'll see, like, oh, that was, like, a tendency of something that she likes to do. Like, when she's directing a comedy show, she wants to, like, put in this. Just like, Yeah, maybe. Flavor. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen her maybe. direct anything else. Who knows? I don't know. There, of course, there's one more final scene. Larry now has, he's meeting with Alice, his assistant, and, and he runs into her in the in the parking garage. Well, first of all, he sees the video, the like the trailer for Lee. They show us, you know, where Ted Danson as Robert E. Lee is like, gentlemen, I'm going to need a moment alone or something like that, whatever. And, and, you know, and he's just, he's grumpy about that. So I mean, that's obviously something that's going to keep going throughout the season. But anyway, yeah, he runs into Alice and he's, he's, you know, he's trying to explain what, what it was with Laverne Cox and, and all that. He says he had a picture of Gloria Steinem on his wall when he was a teenager. <laughs> that was this is hilarious. He thought she was quite sexy or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't ever be his word sexy, but he thought she was quite attractive. She says that's just wholly inappropriate. Then he asks if she's hungry. 
She's like, a little. So he goes, runs to his car, grabs a scone. The elevator door opens. They go in the elevator. She's eating it. And it's so dry, as you, as Stacy would point out, I guess, as well. She starts to choke on it. And now he's like, oh, oh, Heimlich, Heimlich. But he doesn't want to touch her. He doesn't want to put his arms around her to give her the Heimlich maneuver. And uh, she falls down and, you know, chokes. Hopefully she passes out. Yeah, she passes out. Well, my hope is that this will pan out to that Larry, you know, saves her life and then she drops it. Because, I mean, that's, I mean, really, that's the only way out that I see happening. Right. Um, <laughs> my other thought on this, and I, I, I sort of hope I'm wrong, but, like, if there's no confirmed season 11, I am wondering if he is going to end this season the same way he ended Seinfeld. In, like, in jail? Yeah. Like, I think, wow, that would be... <laughs> That would definitely be different. Wow. I, I I wouldn't have thought that, but you may be right. I don't know how else he could get out of this. You're right, unless... Uh, unless, well, I mean... He was... You know, what his other option was to pay her so much money. I don't know. It's very... It's very interesting. I don't know what will happen, but... That could happen. Maybe he would. I mean, he got such backlash for how he ended Seinfeld... I mean, he's just like, screw you guys. I'm just going to do it again. <laughs> well, but isn't that such a Larry David thing to do? Yeah. yeah. Because even is. on the show, he, you know, exclaimed that he th- still thought it was a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, it, it, is it funny, too? Like, I mean, I, I have to say, if I were in Larry's shoes, you're already getting sued by this woman for doing for touching her shirt. And touching her arm, trying to keep her side sitting with him. And, and earlier, he's like talking to his lawyer. I forgot about this because there's another great line quote of the episode. He's like, side sitting. Look, look at what it's gotten me into. It's just yeah. like really under his breath. Look like, at the side sit. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, would I don't know. I feel like I would be a little, I'd be a little nervous to, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, do a Heimlich type thing to her too he also got in trouble touching the the waitress we haven't seen her since the first episode of this season when he was looking for the pigs in a blanket and that was that was also my thought was that even if he does pay this off there's still going to be that one right so it's going to be come this like it's just this question of like where is this gonna go but um yeah yeah, I don't know. I mean, he got out of the fatwa pretty, uh, you know. But, yeah. So he, maybe, I'm sure he could. They could find a way out of this. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Or not. And or not. He theory. could go to jail. Yeah. Or he could just get sort of like you know excommunicated from Hollywood, just like uh, a lot of these other guys have. That is but, true as well. Not Larry. No, well, not Larry. Uh, yeah, but that's I don't know. That's that's this episode. We'll have to see. I don't remember. What was the... Uh, oh, they, they're on some kind of trip in the next one. There was like a preview. Is it, like uh, is it a wedding? wedding? Sam, I, yeah, I think, I think it's a destination wedding. Yeah. 
and there's some pretty i mean there's some fantastic <laughs> moments in in this just this trailer that it's making me yeah anxious to get there and it's <laughs> well, now you have so much time uh so much curb your enthusiasm behind you all you could do is look for the future i know right and right. you know Might, may i'll have to go back and start again well but you, my regulars like my thing that i've been doing for quite a few years is i'll watch all of curb your enthusiasm not binge it as quickly as you did but then when that's done i go to arrested development and then when that's done, I go back to curb your enthusiasm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I roll. Uh, <laughs> you want a high comedy? What was the line in the in the in the preview? He goes, "I was given the impression that this was going to be fun." <laughs> right? <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, "I'm having they're, fun." Yeah, they're like, "We're having fun." Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah, I'm yeah. Fun. <laughs> so I, I think that's the crux of it was like Cheryl was also invited to this wedding and he's like, you don't invite two, you know, separated people. You you know, have to pick one. Right. Wasn't that, I yeah, think that was the line, right? Yeah. But I feel like they did that before too, where someone said, Oh no, we're picking Cheryl. Right. There was a couple. <laughs> right. Was, right. They did do that. The entire, like really the entire first episode of her leaving was at first it was everybody being sort of sympathetic to Larry. And then they're like, we're going with Cheryl. And he goes, <laughs> you know, and, and again, in classic Larry kind of fashion, you know, he's like, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I understand. Was, I think he understood. Yeah. Like, cause he probably didn't want to pick, he wouldn't have picked him either. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, apart from what I said about the, the Spanish, you know, and the, the garbage, I mean, Overall, I like the garbage can thing, and I like the episode, but that was a little, I, you know, that part I was a little thrown off by, I guess. But uh, you know, I, yeah, I was willing. thrown off by it too, just because of the like the language they were using. Even though I knew it's in a way, you know, I give it, I cut curb your enthusiasm a lot of slack. But sometimes you forget, and you're the one that gets upset. And I think maybe sometimes our significant others might be watching the show and be like, "Don't you just feel uncomfortable watching the show?" And it's like, "Yes, that's the whole damn point." Yeah, that's that is the point. Exactly. You you are supposed they want you to feel uh, those things. <laughs> yeah. It's the point. <laughs> well, there's so many levels, right? I mean, there's Larry doing something that he thinks is right and you're kind of like, "Yeah, he's right." Or, you know, and then there's something he's doing just completely wrong, but he just wants to say it and do it just because whatever, like and that's the exaggerated yeah. person of yeah. That is the Larry David character that's not the real guy that's right. kind of a terrible person. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I mean, I even had this moment the other day while while watching rewatching the, the three episodes today where I'm thinking about this spite store. <laughs> and I'm oh, a like, spite store? Yeah, yeah, the spite store. Um, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, well, I love this and I want him to like I want him to succeed, but at the same time, I know damn well it's not going to succeed. <laughs> I know. I felt the same way. I'm like, I kind of want it to work. I want, I want it to work. Boca Joe's a, he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I, I know it's not going to work, but I, I'd be, it'd be hilarious if it did. But, eh, you know, but yeah, I mean, Larry probably shouldn't get his way right i mean he shouldn't get come up he should get his come up you should be able to open a spite store 
but uh, you know it's just a coffee shop it's not even real but you know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not too worried about it but yeah i mean i i thought the same thing i thought oh man that'd be great if it worked but i mean at the same time when it comes to these other these women suing him you know it's he's not harvey weinstein like he's not right gross and creepy he's he's sort of they're trying to comedically make him fall into these you know and he has i feel like comedically fallen into these you know these issues and you know whatever but uh like (laughs) so i i don't you know i don't think he should go to jail but you know like he he might like you said it it, well i wonder because the harvey weinstein trial is going on right now Oh, yeah. kind of it. I, I don't know if how that's going to. I mean, obviously they've already written this whole season, but I don't know. It's kind of interesting. The timing. Yeah, I mean, it's it also like you know you start having these moments of like, what exactly is the commentary being made here? Because it's obviously like a little bit of both, like you know they talk about them, you know these guys being scumbags and stuff, but then it's these women who legitimately feel violated in some way. And Larry is, you know, we know the truth of it because we're the outside point of view, but from, from inside, it's like the lines are getting a little blurred. Yeah. So yeah. It, gets, it gets a little weird. It is. It is a little weird, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good that they're not shying away from it. I guess it's very, uh, you know, just get right in there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We will see. But, well, uh, yeah. Thanks again, Sam, for coming on. Thank you for the history as well. As <laughs> I'm so glad we got you like, like even tomorrow would have been like just one extra day, like too late. Like you're like burning <laughs> hot flame of curb your enthusiasm. enthusiasm if there was a curb your enthusiasm trivia night yeah, yeah. like well, there you go yeah. <laughs> exactly now having said that uh, <laughs> yeah, uh but having said that obviously you're welcome to come on anytime and uh we sh- monstersaregood.com is where we can buy some of your wares correct correct there you go so sam can i ask a know- question uh before you go What's up? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you respect wood? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer that question, Clay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks again to Sam first. Thanks, Clay. Thank thanks. you. Thanks you. Thank you, Planet Earth. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're on LeaguePodcast.com. Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, go grab yourself a scone while you're, you know, next time you see one. If you can find one. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. The the summary, as you can hear, the submarine's about to pull away from the dock now, so I I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys later. Later, you fuck.
never touch a scone. <laughs> Are you nuts? It's hard and it's and it's, yeah, it's good. It's the way it's supposed to and be. And then the powder falls all over the floor, and then you got a vacuum after you. Who needs all this shit when you're eating a snack? What are you, a senile old man? 